Parents, is your teen college ready? Are you feeling overwhelmed, stressed out, or excited about your teen applying to college? Do you know what colleges are looking for? And if your kid gets in, do you know what you'll pay for it? College admission has never been so competitive or expensive. Shelly Howard will take you on a journey to help you and your teen get college ready. Now here's your host, Shelly. Hello, this is Shelly Howard with Parents Is Your Teen College Ready? I am so excited to share my guest today. But before I do, I'm just going to give you a little tidbit about her. Um, she's the founder of Dream Ignite and Build Inc. She's married and has four amazing children. I think she said to me, nine, six, four, and two. So if you are listening, she is a busy mom and that's why she's on today. I'm going to let her give a little bit deeper into her background, but what I think all of you would definitely want to see is she is the founder of crazy mom TV. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here today and to talk to your audience. There's so much that we can cover in these topics. So, so I'm excited to see where this is going to go. Absolutely. So let's just start out with a little bit of your background. How did you get to where you are today? Because there may be moms listening that are either stuck or seeking, but can you share a little bit about your background? Absolutely. So uh, my story is not a seamless story where everything was roses and perfection, but rather a lot of hardships. So I would love to speak to the mom out there that feels like that there's a struggle. And I think that all of us feel we have struggles at different times, even, you know, throughout the day, depending on what it is that we're doing. And so my story essentially started when I became a mom I was a single mom and I found myself in a situation where it was not ideal at all. And I was hoping that I could work things out with my child's father. And more than anything else, my desire was to be with him and, and to work through anything and everything, regardless of um, the ups and downs our relationship had held. And what I realized that was that there is not always going to be a way to work through those challenges. And so I worked through those single moments and, and realized that I am going to be a single parent. And that's just kind of how it's going to be for me, at least at that time. And so during that period of about six months after I had my first son, I intricately wove myself into research, into learning, into just being a sponge of the things that I felt were most important. Um, I did have to work full time. So I had to go back to work as soon as my son was born. And that was a really difficult thing for me because I wanted to be able to spend every waking moment with this precious baby boy. But because of that, and, and that time that was challenging for me to not be able to see him as much as I wanted to, I decided that quality moments are the most important thing that 
you could sure. ever create as a goal. And, and so in creating those quality moments, I learned that prioritizing, um, delegation, um, time blocking, all of these important aspects of what allows you to have a quality moment were necessary for every single day. And so wherever we are in the spectrum of um, being a single parent or being married and having full-on support from your spouse, uh, we still struggle in different ways. So I want to just share um, from personal perspective that you know, we, we can get into places from a mother standpoint that will make us feel like we, we can't go on or we're stuck or, or not able to move into the next phase. But one of the biggest things that I've learned is that when we are immersing ourselves in whatever season that is, we can truly be present. And from any mother's standpoint, I think we all could agree that time really does go fast. And it slips by (laughs) without us even realizing it. And before we know it, our kids are out of the house. So uh, that mindset was integrated in me very early on. And as I got more and more entrenched in all of the things that I needed to do to navigate my day, to manage a household, to eventually build my own business, um, I almost kind of became obsessed about it in, in that, you know, we can control the way that we do things, our activities, our routines, our habits, um, the way that we structure our day to make the most out of every single day. And so that's, that's kind of how the, the crazy mom TV came to fruition was not just from my first child, but from those Um, experiences that I had from that singleness, because I realized again, very early on just how precious time was. And that when we don't, when we are not intentional about what we're doing with our time, it can just slip through our fingers. Mm -hmm. And so fast forward, um, almost 10 years, I am now married and I have four children. And so much of that was because of that intentionality and that ability for me to be able to be focused on what are the things that I really need? What are the things that I really want? What do I want for my son? And first and foremost, it was to be able to just sit down, look him in the eyes and to be present. And so that that's, again, as I said, that's how crazy mom TV was burst was because I realized that more and more today, I think more than ever before, there are moms that are, they're working, they're trying to manage their household, they're trying to do it all to love on their children, they want to be the best moms that they can be. And yet, it's, it's so hard to navigate the days. And if we don't have any systems or processes, or intentions or goals put into place on a daily basis, then we can feel like we're just spinning out of control. Like, like we're losing ground. Like we're continuing to have one setback over after the next, after the next. And, and so my goal for anyone that's listening, um, any of the clients that I've worked with, I want them to be able to feel like that they have control over their schedule over their time management skills and just giving them opportunities to 
be able to create a life of their dreams. And, and in doing that, they can take baby steps. This doesn't have to be a miraculous transition overnight because mm -hmm. uh, for most of us, it takes a while to create new habits. It takes anyone or the average person, I would say 21 to 60 days to implement something new. So in order for us to make changes where necessary, we have to accept and we have to um, convey that we are going to make changes, but just decide how we can really in, in small steps progress forward. And so that's, that's one of the biggest things that I think we need to remember is that whenever we're looking at someone else that looks like they're successful and they have it all together, it did not happen overnight. <laughs> and a lot of the time they don't have it perfectly all together. Let's face it, right? When we're looking at social media, everyone puts out their best possible picture, their, mm -hmm. um, you know, <laughs> edited images and, you know, we've, we've got everything, all of our ducks in a row. Um, yeah. so, so yeah, I, uh, I just, I love working with busy mompreneurs and, and moms that work because I relate to them and I, I love that they've taken the initiative to do something bigger than themselves and are also such advocates for, for being good moms, great moms and moms that uh, want to be intentional. So I just want to share with the mom out there that's listening to this today that there is hope no matter what your circumstances are. You can make small, subtle changes wherever you need to. And we just need to look at the situation as a whole. We need to look at what you need to say no to, what you need to say yes to, and where we can create those incremental steps. And, yeah. you know, when you break it down small enough, you can achieve anything. So let's talk a little bit about your background before you got to this crazy mom TV and being a mother of four, what qualifications did you bring into this with you? I think that would help our listeners understand where we're coming from. Sure. So I, I have a background in marketing. Um, I have undergrad in marketing and a master's in organizational leadership. So I've, I've worked a lot from the professional development side. I've also worked in Chicago public schools as a paraprofessional. So um, that was very eye-opening, very challenging working with the youth and acting really as a surrogate mother to so many of these kids. Uh, and, and it was a profound uh, opportunity for me to really make a difference in the younger generation. And I just developed such a heart for helping them to see that there was hope for the future, that there was opportunity to realize their potential and to go after that and unleash it. Mm -hmm. And so having that heart for the youth and um, being able to be blessed with four children was such a gift. And I, I would say from you know, being single to uh, figuring out how to manage it all from life experience, I have really gone through a lot of ups and downs. So a lot of what I share in crazy mom TV, a lot of what I share with my busy moms is from personal experience. Um, but I'm also a certified life and career coach. So I've gone a lot into, 
um, getting a better understanding from a life perspective, just how it could make sense for us to bring all of this together because there's just so much here. There's, there's so much to unravel. And when we peel back the onion from all of our personal um, experiences, our life experiences, there are certain things that can set us back that can hinder us from moving forward. We have limiting beliefs. We have blocks, we have setbacks that, that we hold on to, which can ultimately prevent us from taking action on any one given thing. Mm-hmm. So I would say, um, to answer your question, I have a lot of life experience. Um, and then also the life coaching certification was just, it, it was an incredible thing for me. I, I loved going through that program and just so, so eye-opening. And then I'm actually also going through the NLP training right now to be, um, a neuro-linguistic, uh, well, it's neuro-linguistic programming, but to be certified in NLP. So um, I'm, I'm a firm believer in continuing on our education as much as possible. <laughs> I love it. Gosh, as you're speaking, there were so many things come that were coming to mind. And the first one is, um, you know, when COVID came, us working moms were also given a deeper, more challenging experience. And I call that homeschooling. Yes. (laughs) I I used to tease with my, my older two. I said, listen, if you don't do well, I'm going to homeschool you. And that was enough to terrify them. They're like, no, I'll do anything mom. And it was our standing joke because I, I do not have the same patience with my own kids as I do for other kids. My patience is endless with other people's teenagers. (laughs) So right during COVID, um, our kids were at home and now we're a busy working mom. Maybe not everybody was used to some struggles of working at home and how tough it has. It it could be, I've worked at home 25 years, so I, I didn't struggle at all. But for those people who had a, an office, and now they were brought into the house and, and trying to keep their kids online. Wow. That was probably a lot. So oh, yeah. as you talk about, um, working with moms, how, how did you handle that? Or how do you handle that? Or maybe it's still happening. And what advice could you give those moms? Well, yeah. So, so for me, I'm, constantly learning because I still have a, I have a two-year-old and I have a nine-year-old. So I I have a broad range of ages. So every day I ask myself, what was one thing that I learned today? And (laughs) there's always something that I can come up with. So I think the first thing for all of us is to remember that we have to give ourselves grace for everything that we do. Naturally, I think we're inclined to give of ourselves probably more than we should. We want to be the best mom. We want to be the best housekeeper. We want to be the best wife. We want to be the best at everything. And so I think it's important to remember that when you do give 100%, you are doing the best that you can. And it doesn't mean that you're completing everything on your to-do list. So it's really all about a mindset. So we have to look at how we can shift the mindset from just giving, giving, giving to everyone instead of filling up our own cup. And, and so I, I think that it's so important to give and to give wholeheartedly. However, 
if we don't have our cup filled up at all, then, then how can we keep giving? Mm -hmm. So I think that the process of understanding what it means for your personal self-care, what's necessary for you on a daily basis to be able to have that cup filled so that you can give that hundred percent to those people that you love so much. And sometimes it might just be going for a run. Sometimes it might be taking 10 to 15 minutes to journal. Sometimes it might be going to get that back massage. Uh, We all have different things that we feel that we need in order for, for the cup to be filled. Now, what ends up happening so much of the time is we don't time block this into our schedule every single day. And we don't have to get a back massage every day. I'm just saying blocking out the time so that you can be able to be refreshed and rejuvenated enough so that you can give that whole heart um, to your other, to others. And so the way that we can do that is, is to look at our schedules and to say, where, where am I going to be needing this time the most? And I, I'm a firm believer in having structure, but I also believe in flexibility. And, and so I'll explain that in just a minute. But when we were going through this whole COVID phase, we had to be flexible, right? You couldn't be completely rigid about every single thing that you were doing because otherwise you would drive yourself crazy, especially when you're trying to create this new lifestyle of kids staying home with you. And especially all day, every day, there's really no outlet, right? <laughs> so I'm sure there were a lot of us that were, were struggling. I know I was, that we were kind of going crazy and bananas at different times. Um, however, what I would, what I would do is try to segment a time for that self-care for that refreshing period, uh, even if it meant just separation for 10 to 15 minutes. So I, I think that boundaries are essential and also just giving yourself the space to be able to think, to be able to, to do your own thing and, and to separate yourself from work as well. Because sometimes my clients will come to me and say, well, I was able to be in front of the computer for five hours and I did have separation from my family and from my kids. Yes, but you didn't allow your mind to really shut down for a little bit. You you didn't allow yourself to be refreshed because you were still plugged into something. And so I think that that's what we really need to remember is that we, we need to have separation from essentially everything that creates stimulation and just allow the mind to slow down and to kind of do a reset. And, and so I try to do that two times a day to allow myself to reflect on, you know, life is good. What am I grateful for? And, and sometimes we have to even bring ourselves to that point where we're just like, if, if, you know, in the midst of high stress, high anxiety, heavy amounts of overwhelm, if we can bring ourselves back to, to gratitude and to be present in the space that we're in that's going to give us so much more peace and contentment. And and so I would say with regard to trying to integrate new things into our life, we can simplify anything by just scaling back and asking ourselves what we need the most right now. So helpful. I mean, even teenagers that they could use all of that same advice. Yeah. So 
what I heard you say about the career coaching um, makes me think about every time I get on a call with a potential new client and I ask them, what is the one thing that you wish your student had or did, or they want them to know their major and what they want their career to be in. And Mm -hmm. I, I always have to giggle because at 17, I don't know about you, but I was definitely not understanding exactly what I wanted to do. So we have just (laughs) recently added a whole division of our company called CR future. And Mm -hmm. we're helping teenagers to figure out their gifts, their talents, their core values, their opportunities, those things that will make them successful. How do you work with adults and, and take them through that process? So I try to start from the baseline because whenever we, we are looking at establishing our personal values and, and our mission statement and all of those things, it, it can be overwhelming and it, it can be tough to pinpoint, especially because when you're an adult, you've had a lot more life experiences. And so you can say, you know, I've lived my life and maybe going forward into the next, the next chapter, we're not necessarily sure. Um, so, so again, I like to start from, from the baseline and really get down to, um, simplifying it as much as possible and saying, what is your goal for next month? What, what's it, what is a big goal that you have for next month? And then branch out from there, um, from that standpoint, because when we start getting into, big strategic plans and mapping our entire life out, that can be really tough stuff. And and I think the same thing happens when you're a teenager, you know, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? Well, you can ask that same question when you're an adult, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? And though we might be entrenched in a career or have a profession, it still might be a very loaded question to answer. And I, it's, it's interesting that you asked this because I actually just went through a program with, with a group of women, mompreneurs that were um, rewriting their mission statements, writing their values out, rewriting uh, what are the things that are most important to me in my life right now. And, and they looked back over the course of their life and realized that there were some things that, that have changed. They've evolved as a person and which is natural. You know, we, we grow, we learn, we experience new things. We like different things. And so their mission statement and values were probably entirely different than when they were a teenager. So I think the, the huge benefit of, of asking ourselves these questions and, and going through these processes is that we understand where we are in the different seasons of our life. And and I always recommend for uh, my clients when I'm working with them to do this on a quarterly basis is is to really look intricately and say, am I on track with where I feel like I should be going? Because there can be any given time where, where we start to be pulled into a different direction. Something else starts to come into our peripheral vision that seems like this is right for me right now. And so having those questions in our head and going through and and really um, 
being able to answer those questions of whether or not it's right right now are a good thing because a lot of the time what ends up happening is we get entrenched in so many different things that we're going here, there, and everywhere, and we're not focused on any one direction, um, which is why many people float through life and, and don't achieve the big dreams or those massive goals because there are so many different things that they're paying attention to. Mm-hmm. And so that's why recentering and, and asking ourselves these questions of, you know, am I on track with where I ultimately want to be? Is this the right thing for me to be concentrating on right now? Mm-hmm. Uh, and when we're able to answer that, then we can go back and then really get down to that simplification, those daily goals, the routines, the habits, and get so much clarity mm-hmm. so we can change direction if we need to. So, so I think that, again, like with anything that I do, starting as simple as possible and then building out from there. And whenever I work with someone, I always start at the end point of like, what's the end of this timeline, whether it's 90 days, um, six months, a year, and then we work backwards. Uh, I don't really like to look too far out because I think that it's unrealistic for us to map out everything for years to come. Like when we talk about five years, 10 years down the road, it's hard for us to even imagine that a lot of the time. Sure, Especially if they have teenagers, right? You just, once, (laughs) once you're an empty nester, life becomes very different. And so, um, I, I love all of that. And the, the big thing that stood out to me is that facing it, and that, that's what I tell my students is you can, you can brush it under the carpet and just say, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But if you're not doing anything to help your move forward, yes. you're going to stay in the unknown. And unfortunately for a student who changes their major several times or transfers colleges because they don't have their new major, we're talking about a hundred thousand dollars extra in education. So if that doesn't hit your pocketbook, moms, <laughs> <laughs> it is much easier to do it now versus later. And think about this. What did you want to do when you were 17 and are you doing it? And so is it realistic to just ask your student and hope that they're going to answer exactly what they want? My firstborn did. He knew in eighth grade he wanted to be a surgeon and that's what he's doing. But my three others, not so much. And so after doing this for 15 years, I can tell you it's okay that they don't know. But if you're not working towards helping them figure it out, it it doesn't just happen magically. And I think that's what you're saying is you have to be intentional and you have to want to do the work. So if somebody was um, interested in learning more about what you do or you know, getting more information, how could they reach you? So they can go directly to my website, which is genesisspeaks.com. And I have a variety of different training options, group programs, workshops, and keynotes on there for, for anyone to look through and to get the specifics about those programs. And then they can go to my YouTube channel, the crazy mom TV and check out some of those episodes and, uh, would, would love to connect on a further level that way. And, you know, it's, it's great because when 
I put those videos out or, or when I am connecting with other moms, there's just such, there's such a, a deeper thing that goes on there. Cause I'm like, I, I get you, I understand you. And I, I feel the, the pressures, um, from a personal standpoint of what they go through. And so, uh, I, I would love to be able to connect with other moms that, that are struggling in any capacity to be able to help them to, to navigate those, those busy, busy waterways. So that is fantastic. And as always, I wanted to offer my listeners a free copy of my best-selling book, how to send your student to college without losing your mind or your money kind of ties in with the whole crazy mom TV thing. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and to do that, you would just go to a uh, free book.collegeadyplan.com free book.collegeadyplan.com. Thank you so much. Genesis It has been a pleasure speaking with you today and I hope everybody has a wonderful week. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Parents, Is Your Teen College Ready? with Shelly Howard. Make sure to check the show notes for our expert guest's contact information, links, and more details on how to get Shelly's free best-selling book, How to Send Your Student to College Without Losing Your Mind or Your Money. Thanks again for listening.